Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, we just completed another harmonic and melodic workout. We're doing a set of these workouts every month throughout 2022. And every month we focus on one of the 12 major keys of music. The past two weeks, we zeroed in on the key of B-flat major. The idea, of course, of this methodical endeavor, this methodical game plan, is that by the end of the year, we will have successfully explored all 12 major keys harmonically, the study of voicings, and melodically, the study of scales and arpeggios, chord scale relationships. Now, as I have mentioned previously, our workouts <laughs> require a ton of work. But as is always the case, when you practice correctly, when you focus on the proper skills and approaches, the musical dividends that you earn are significant. And how do we assess our gains? Well, our musical growth always, always comes down to our ability to successfully apply our new jazz piano skills to a tune. And that is exactly what we do after every harmonic and melodic workout. We, are, we apply our new jazz piano skills to a tune. So today you are going to discover a classic jazz standard by Frank Lasser. I've never been in love before from Guys and Dolls. You're going to learn the chord changes, the harmonic function and musical form of I've Never Been in Love Before. And you're going to play various voicings and correct core scale relationships for I've Never Been in Love Before, which will be cultivated into a jazz solo. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are a seasoned and experienced professional, you are going to find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson, exploring the jazz standard I've never been in love before, to be very beneficial. Before we dig in, I want to, as I always do, I want to take a couple of minutes right now to welcome all first-time Jazz Panel Skills listeners. And if you are a new listener to the Jazz Panel Skills podcast, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Panel Skills member. Visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you, waiting for you to use to help you along your journey to becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. For example, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to the educational podcast packets. These are the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop and produce and make available uh, for every weekly podcast episode. These are educational tools I promise that you want to have in your hands as you're listening to this podcast episode and you want to have at your piano when practicing. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with, with comprehensive courses, all of them, all of them using a self-paced format. There are educational talks to enjoy, interactive media, video demonstrations of the jazz piano skill being taught in all 12 keys, play-alongs, uh, and much more. 
You also have access, you have a reserve seat, as I like to say, to the online weekly masterclasses, which are in essence a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book. This is access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll be able to enjoy the chord changes lead sheets. There's a harmonic function lead sheets. There are play-along files, historical insight, inspirational recordings, and much, much more. So it's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely study and absolutely learn. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Panel Skills community, which... This is a community that hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and, of course, general jazz piano forums as well. And last, but certainly not least, you have, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am certain, I'm absolutely positive, there is one that is perfect for you. So once you take a look, if you have any questions, please let me know. I'm always happy to help in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play the great jazz standard from the musical Guys and Dolls. I've never been in love before. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, the last two weeks have been pretty intense with our key of B-flat major harmonic workout and our key of B-flat major melodic workout. Our harmonic workout was an extensive exploration, as it always is, of four very specific approaches to playing sound harmonically, playing chords. And our exploration was not simply about playing the seven chords found in the key of B-flat major. It was about how to approach voicing the chords so that you are playing sounds that are stylistically correct, right? In other words, your chords, you want your chords to sound like what? Like jazz. So we looked at four basic shapes, four basic types. I say basic, but... There's nothing basic about it, right? Four voicing shapes, types, right? We started with the block shapes in root position and their inversions. We looked at traditional left-hand three-note shell voicings. We looked at contemporary chordal, fourthy voicings. And, of course, we looked at two-handed voicings, two-handed shapes. Now, all of them, all of them need to be in your arsenal. Our melodic workout was a thorough investigation of ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion through each of the seven chords of the key of B-flat major. So our primary focus was to begin developing root independence by shifting the entry points of our scales and arpeggios from the root of the sound to the third, to the fifth, and to the seventh. Now, needless to say, if you've never... (laughs) If you've never intentionally played scales and arpeggios varying your entry and destination points, then the melodic workouts are pretty challenging. No question about it. So the whole point of our key of B-flat major harmonic workout and our key of B-flat major melodic workout 
is to prep us for applying our skills to tunes. So, as I've mentioned, we are going to take the practice approaches we have explored over the past two weeks and apply them to I've never been in love before. And not only are we going to put our harmonic and melodic jazz piano skills to work within a jazz standard, but the very cool thing is we're going to use our jazz piano skills to construct and play a jazz piano solo over the chord changes of the tune as well. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore the jazz standard I've never been in love before, the chord changes and harmonic function. Number two, we are going to discover, learn, and play various voicings for I've never been in love before. Our block voicings, traditional left-hand shells, contemporary left-hand shells, and two-handed voicings. Number three, we are going to discover, learn, and play the chord scale relationships for I've never been in love before. In other words, the appropriate ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion. Number four, we are going to discover, learn, and play a jazz piano solo for I've never been in love before using get this, 100% diatonic scale and arpeggio motion. In other words, using notes that only fall within the key and the scale of B-flat major. Number five, we're going to be using a comfy traditional swing tempo today of 110. So we have a pretty... Uh, extensive lineup to get through today, no doubt. So if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now to hit the pause button to access and download your podcast packets, your illustrations, your lead sheets, and your play-alongs. You have access, as I remind you every week, you have access to the podcast packets and you should be using them when listening to this podcast episode, you will get so much more out of today's lesson if you do. You should also be using these podcast packets, of course, when you are practicing. So if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, there's Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on and on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and download your podcast packets. You will find the links for your podcast packets within the show notes at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. And one final but extremely important note that I, it's a little disclaimer that I put in every podcast episode that if you are listening and you are thinking that I've never been in love before uh, in the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play in relationship to I've never been in love before, if you are thinking that these skills are over your head, I would say to you, just relax. It's okay. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by simply listening to this podcast episode. All skills are over our heads when first introduced, and that is precisely why our very first step always needs to be to listen. So do not shy away from conversations and music 
that discuss foreign topics and use unfamiliar terms, right? Stepping outside of our musical comfort zone spawns significant musical growth, right? And you've heard me say this a million times. You regular listeners have heard me say this a million times, that all musical growth begins upstairs, conceptually, mentally, before it can come out downstairs, physically, in your hands, so listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and to learn. The play will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, so hopefully you have your uh, Jazz Panel Skills podcast packets in front of you. You have your lead sheets. I want to draw your attention to that packet first. You'll see you have 11. There should be 11 lead sheets in your packet Lead sheet number one, chord changes. Lead sheet number two, harmonic function. Lead sheet number three, block voicings. Number four, traditional shells. Five, contemporary shells. Six, two-handed shapes, two-handed voicings. Seven, ascending scale motion, root entry. Eight, descending scale motion, root entry. Nine, ascending arpeggio motion, root entry. And ten, descending arpeggio motion root entry. The last skill, the last lead sheet, number 11, is a solo written out for you to um, play as well. So you should have all 11 lead sheets, all 11 skills in your hands. So let's take a look at skill one, the chord changes, the form of I've never been in love before. This is a classic standard A-A-B-A form. So on your lead sheet, section A, section B, section D are basically the same set of chord changes. C is considered, section C is considered the bridge. This is a 32 measure tune, four sections, eight measures each, A-A-B-A. A classic jazz standard form. Now, look at skill two, lead sheet number two. This is the harmonic function of I've never been in love before. All Roman numeral representation of the chord changes. I like to call this the harmonic DNA of the piece, right? And there are some standard chord movement, motion, progressions happening within this standard. For instance, the very first two measures, we have a one, six, two, five progression. Classic. Measure three and four, classic. The one chord going to the four dominant, going to the three, going to the six. Another classic motion. Measure seven and eight, three, six, two, five. Taking us right back to the one, right? Again, classic. Uh, jazz harmonic movement. So this, oh, and then going into the bridge, where does it go? It goes to the four of the key, the E flat major. Again, classic. So studying the tune, the harmonic DNA of a song is really the way you go about learning a tune, right? If you understand the harmonic DNA, you can play a song in any key. So skill one, skill two, lead sheet one and two, really get to the very essence of this standard. I've never been in love before. So do not uh, jump over these two lead sheets. Um, do not set them aside as being kind of uh, irrelevant. Let's get to the good stuff, stuff and leave this 
scale one and scale two alone because this is the harmonic foundation, the blueprint, the DNA of the standard. And you should spend some time studying uh, these lead sheets, especially the harmonic function. Okay, so let's look at skill three. This lead sheet, I have mapped out the block voicings um, for each chord within I've Never Been in Love Before. So you'll see everything from root position chords to first inversion, second inversion, and third inversion. Again, the idea is to move from one chord to the next chord to the next chord with minimal motion. Okay? So you'll see the block chords mapped out there. Now, in measure three, you see there's an E-flat dominant seven with a sharp 11. I have a little note underneath there that the melody is the sharp 11, right? So it's not in the chord voicing. It's actually in the melody. And in fact, the little note that I have right next to the rehearsal uh, number or the rehearsal letter A, there's a little note there, right? alterations not handled with block voicings. In other words, these chords, these shapes are not intended to handle nines and uh, flat nines and sharp nines and sharp 11s and flat 13s, right? So do not try to squeeze them into the voicing. So what I want to do is I want to bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play I've Never Been In Love Before. I'm going to use these block voicings as notated in your lead sheet that you have in your hand. I'm not going to do anything rhythmically fancy at all. I'm just going to play these voicings so that you can hear them in a musical context. The second chorus, I am going to play the melody over the top of these voicings. And again, I'm going to play the voicings very straight so that you can hear the voicings in relationship to the melody in a musical context, okay? So two times through. First time, chords only. Second time, chords, the voicings with the melody. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
very nice, right? Nothing wrong with straight, basic, fundamental block shapes. In fact, I, when I was learning how to play, I played many gigs, many, many gigs, playing these voicing shapes uh, <laughs> for the evening, right? Because that's all I knew. And uh, no one complained. They work. They're fine. They're good. They're legitimate. Okay? So now let's look at scale four, lead sheet four, traditional shells. Now these are three-note left-hand shell voicings that I have mapped out here for you on this lead sheet. These are traditional shells in, in that they contain a third. There's always a third in these voicings. So uh, I have a little note there again next to rehearsal letter A that says all the chords that are marked with the little asterisk is played. You can play those as two note voicings, right? Do not play the top note. And that is to avoid conflict. The reason for that is to avoid conflict between the voicing and the melody line. Okay. So uh, one other little note before we bring the ensemble back in and listen to these traditional shells. If you look down in measure 21, I have like a little Bill Evans cluster there where I have the, uh, you know, the ninth with tucked right next to the third and, and the fifth on that G minor seven. Uh, that's just a little cluster to create a little interest. I love those little voicing shapes. Um, I have not presented those before uh, before now, so I just don't want that to be confusing to you when you're looking at that voicing. It's not a typo. In fact, I have notated their Bill Evans type cluster. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Again, I'm going to play two times through. I've never been in love before. First time, I'm going to use traditional shell voicings in my left hand. No melody because I just want you to hear these shells. I'm not going to do anything fancy, rhythmically fancy with these voicings so that you can focus on just listening to the, the voicings themselves. And then I'm going to add the second chorus. I will add the melody on top of the voicing so you can hear them in relationship to one another. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble and let's listen to the, these traditional shells for I've never been in love before. Here we go.
love it, right? It's a great sound. It's a classic sound. Uh, a little more transparent than the block shapes or the block voicings, right? Block voicings are more dense. Uh, the traditional left-hand shells seem to open up that sound. It becomes a little more transparent. So now we're going to even become more transparent with, with our voicings. So look at scale five, lead sheet five, with all the contemporary shells mapped out for you. These are all what we call chordal voicings or fourthy shapes, right? The intervals between the notes here are primarily the interval of a fourth. So if you look at these, so obviously the notes are spread further apart. So there's, it's going to have more of a transparent sound. So I have these mapped out for uh, every chord for I've Never Been In Love Before. And again, I have a little note up there on the top. There are certain chords I play as a two-note voicing in order to avoid conflict between the left and right hand when playing the melody. All right, so I want to bring the ensemble back in. I'm going to use the same format. First time through, I'm going to play these uh, contemporary shells in my left hand. I'm not going to do anything fancy with them. I'm going to play them as written. No rhythmic variation uh, whatsoever, so you can just really soak in the sound of these voicings. Second time through, I will add the melody. Again, keeping the voicings very simple. No rhythmic variation so you can hear really hear the voicing and the melody working together okay so let's bring the ensemble in let's listen to i've never been in love before using contemporary shell voicings in our left hand here we go Thank you. 
nice, right? <laughs> I love that sound. So, okay. So now we've covered our block voicings. We've covered traditional shells. We've covered contemporary shells. If you look at skill six, lead sheet six, two-handed voicings. As you all know, for those who have been listening for a while, I use five note shapes, two in the left, three in the right, um, when I play my two-handed voicings. So I have them mapped out here for I've Never Been in Love Before. And a couple things I want to draw your attention to. Um, in measure three, you'll notice the E-flat 7, sharp 11, I have voiced as a polychord. You know, I have an F major triad on top of my E-flat 7. My third and my seventh of the E-flat dominant is in my left hand. I have the F major triad in my right hand, which is what we call a polychord voicing, one chord stacked on top of another chord in order to produce a very specific sound. And in this case, the E-flat 7 sharp 11 sound. In measure four, the G7 sharp 5, I voice fully altered. So that's a fully altered sound that's going to have in the voicing a flat uh, 13 or sharp 5 along with a flat 9 and also with a flat 5. It's a fully altered dominant sound. I use another fully altered dominant sound in measure, 17, 18, 19, measure 20 with the D7 flat 9 flat 13. Again, I have the 3rd and 7th in my left hand. In my right hand, I have the F, B flat, E flat, or I have the sharp 9, the flat 13, and the E flat being the flat 9. So another fully altered sound. All right, just want to point those out, but everything else is pretty straightforward as notated. So let's bring in the ensemble. I'm going to play these two-handed shapes first time through as written. I'm not doing any rhythmic variation again with these voicings so that you can soak them in. The second time through, I'm going to come in with the melody, but I'm going to be playing trumpet, not piano, so that you can hear the distinct, you can hear these voicings being played underneath an instrumentalist. So let's bring the ensemble back in and let's listen to I've Never Been in Love Before. Here we go. Thank you. 
Hey, I want to make one thing uh, clear. I was playing the trumpet sound through the keyboard. I don't want anybody to think, yeah, I'm blowing a trumpet over here because you that's a sound you do not want to hear, I promise. But anyway, uh, I, I played the trumpet sound so that you could hear those voicings underneath the instrumentalist. So that concludes our harmonic workout for uh, the application of our harmonic workout for I've never been in love before. So we've put our block voicings to work. We've put our traditional shell voicings to work. We've put our contemporary shell voicings to work. And now we've put uh, our two-handed shapes to work. Wow. Fantastic. So now let's turn our attention to the melodic side of things. Let's put our melodic skills to work. So I want you to take a look at skill seven or lead sheet seven. I have here the uh, chords for I've Never Been In Love Before um, laid out on this lead sheet. You'll see there's a, a line dedicated to each chord found within I've Never Been In Love Before. And I have not only the chord changes listed there for each chord, but I also have the appropriate mode or the, the appropriate scale that would be played with that chord. And then I have those scales mapped out for you as well on the lead sheet. So the idea here is that you would practice these sounds, these chord scale relationships isolated. And in your play-alongs packet, I have play-alongs for each of these chords isolated so that you can do just that. So, but for today and for the podcast purposes and the sake of time, I'm going to play this exercise straight down. I'm going to play every one of these chords that is found within I've Never Been In Love Before and the ascending scale um, or mode that goes along with that chord. Okay, just ascending with the root entry. Okay, and of course, when practicing this, you should also practice it with a third entry, a fifth entry, and a seventh entry. We do not have the time to do that today, but that is in your melodic workout and should be applied to these chords within I've Never Been In Love Before as well. But for now, I want to bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play through each chord found within I've Never Been In Love Before and play the appropriate scale or mode ascending from the root. Okay, here we go. Let's check it out. right? Yeah, you want to, when you're playing these scales, you want them to sound very musical, very relaxed, right? Very jazz-like with a nice feel, nice articulation. Uh, you noticed in the 
in the exercises, I played each scale one time. On the lead sheet, I have them mapped out twice uh, because I'm trying to communicate there that you should be repeating these scales over and over and over and over again, right? Not just moving from one to the next one to the next one to the next one as I just modeled. Again, just for the sake of time. So, you know, what goes up must come down. So take a look at skill number eight or lead sheet number eight. You will see these are descending root entry scales. So again, I'm going to look at the 13 chords found within I've been in love before. I'm going to descend, use descending scale motion from the root of each one of these chords. Okay, one time from chord to chord to chord, even though it's notated twice in your lead sheet. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to descending scale motion played over each of the chords found in I've Never Been In Love Before. Here we go. Check it out. Now that we've done scale motion, let's turn our attention to arpeggio motion. So again, we're going to use our root as our entry point, and we're going to play arpeggio motion from each chord found with, within the tune I've never been in love before. So we have 13 chords. We're going to arpeggio, ascending arpeggio motion. I will draw your attention to the G7 sharp 11. I will play that arpeggio with a sharp 5. Uh, in that arpeggio. So uh, let's bring the ensemble in. Again, I'm going to keep this very straight. One time, one arpeggio for each chord. Uh, and I'm going to try to focus on a nice, relaxed articulation and feel as I play each ascending arpeggio. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go.
And again, what goes up must come down. So look at skill 10, lead sheet 10. We are going to now use descending arpeggio motion from the root of each chord. 13 chords, and I've never been in love before. And again, I want to stress that you should be playing these arpeggios, ascending and descending, not just from the root entry, but from the third, from the fifth, and from the seventh as well, as we wor worked on in our melodic workout last week, right? So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's listen to these descending arpeggios from the root of each chord found within I've Never Been In Love Before. Here we go. Well, that concludes our melodic workout for I've Never Been In Love Before. Using scale and arpeggio motion, ascending and descending, not just from the root, but from the third, from the fifth, and from the seventh of the sound as well. So once we have a handle on our harm, the harmonic side of things, our chords, our voicings, and once we have a handle on our melodic side of things with our scales, our arpeggios, our chord scale relationships, we are really in a position at this point in time to begin playing I've Never Been In Love Before and to play, a, play the melody and to play a solo. And if you look at skill 11 or lead sheet 11, it's exactly what we're going to do. So we're going to play, I've been in love before. I'm going to play through it three times. I'm going to play the head the first time. I'm going to solo the second time. I'm going to play this solo, and I'm going to play the head the third time. I'm going to use my various voicings and my solo. I want you to take, you to take a look at this. If you notice right away a couple things. If you notice, it's all quarter notes, eighth notes, half notes, whole notes, right? All the rhythms that we worked on within our harmonic and melodic workouts, right? Our rhythms were restricted to just whole note, half note, quarter notes, and eighth notes. So number one, you'll see that it, all the rhythms in this solo do not step outside of those boundaries at all. You'll also notice that this solo is 100% diatonic. All the notes that are in this solo are found within the key of B flat major or within the scale 
that the appropriate scale that goes along with that chord. So we're not stepping outside of the key. We're not using neighboring tones and approach tones and passing tones that that um, would fall outside of our key center, right? And what you're going to find out sounds pretty darn good. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to I've Never Been In Love Before, playing the head the first time through, playing the solo, follow along with your lead sheet the second time through, and then playing the head again. So here we go. Let's check it out and have a little fun. Thank you. 
shabby, right? It's pretty amazing how much music you can create, how interesting your improvisational lines can be when using quarter notes and half notes, whole notes, and diatonic, notes that are diatonic or notes found within the key. Right, I had a teacher one time ask me, Bob, how do you teach students to play wrong notes right? In other words, notes that fall outside the key. My answer was very simple, very straightforward. I said, well, that's easy. Teach them to play right notes right first. Then the wrong notes will, will follow and make sense. Right. So what we've done here today is we're playing the right notes right within I've never been in love before. So as always... Right, We have unpacked a ton of information, and, and we do so in each and every podcast episode. And, and today, certainly no exception. As we set out to discover, learn, and play, I've never been in love before. As I try to do with every tune study that we do, I want to model for you how to begin truly learning a tune, how to connect the what, what and how you are practicing to an actual piece of music. In other words... How do the jazz piano skills you are practicing translate to real playing, right? And, I, and I'm, <laughs> I say real playing, right, with air quotes, kind of tongue-in-cheek, because real playing is actually having a command of jazz piano skills, which in turn allows you to eventually add a melody. And once we add a melody to our jazz piano skills, we give it a name, like I've never been in love before. And we call it a tune. And now everyone is happy, right? You're happy because you're playing a tune, and, and listeners are happy because they're hearing a tune. But I do want you to think about this. If you are unable to apply your practice approach to the learning of tunes like we did today, we took our harmonic and melodic workouts and applied them to a tune. If you are unable to apply your practice approach to a tune, I would say that you need to seriously examine the what, why, and how of your practicing. Another way of saying this is, if the tunes you are playing, you do not see the jazz piano skills you are practicing, then you have a disconnect between the two, which is, which is not good. And you've heard me say this many times as well, on many different occasions, that harmony and melody are one and the same. And indeed they are. I can also say that jazz piano skills and tunes are one and the same, as indeed they are. Right. So what I'm saying is that if you do not practice jazz piano skills, then you will not be able to success successfully play tunes. And hopefully you are beginning to see that jazz piano skills are tunes, and tunes are jazz piano skills. The only difference, one has a fancy name like I've never been in love before, and one does not. So if you are beginning to see jazz piano skills as tunes and tunes as jazz piano skills, then you are on the right track. You, you, you are on the correct path. You are on the path to being very successful. And I said this in previous podcast episodes since the start of the new year, and I want to stress again today. If you hang in there with me this year, you are going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love where you are musically a year from now. And once again, I want to encourage you to use the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs to guide you 
as you practice. I've never been in love before. As you've heard me say over and over and over again, in fact, I said it earlier in this podcast episode, conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So spend time, invest in studying and mapping out all of these voicings and these cord scare relationships. Use your illustrations podcast packet to do that. I have tons of worksheets in there for you to utilize. The return on your investment is just simply impossible to adequately express. As always, I want you to be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills, as you know, takes time. So begin structuring your practicing based on the demonstrations that I modeled for you here today. And if you do so, you will begin to see, you will begin to feel and hear your musical progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring. I've never been in love before to be insightful. And of course, I hope you found it to be very beneficial as well. And don't forget, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss not only this podcast episode, Exploring I've Never Been in Love Before, but we have some unfinished business from last week to talk about as well since we were on spring break. So again, 8 p.m. Thursday evening, I will see you online. Be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast lesson, but for all of the podcast episodes. They're invaluable educational tools that, along with the Jazz Piano Skills courses, will certainly maximize your musical growth. Also, please take time. Make sure that you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get involved and contribute to the various forums. Make some new jazz piano friends. Always a fantastic thing to do. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. By email, drlawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or by SpeakPipe, which is a handy little nifty little widget found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy. I've never been in love before. Such a great tune. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.